Welcome to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, and I want to thank you for joining us today. We have special guest, George Madrid. He is a musician. He is one of the band members of Manuel the Band. He also has a record label, Montbray Records, where he is a guide and a steward to new and up-and-coming artists here locally in Southern California. Without further ado, let's dive in with George. <laughs> so George, I want to thank you for being here today. I'm so excited to celebrate all your creativity and everything that you do uh, and offer the world. Yeah. Um, so when I met you, uh, you're one of the musicians in Manuel, the band. Um, I was so fascinated with your steel pedal guitar. Am I saying it correct? Yeah, uh, <laughs> pedal, pedal steel. <laughs> pedal steel, I knew yeah. I, I was like, I gotta say it right. Um, yeah, it's, so I wanna start there uh, about how you came to like really engage with that instrument. And um, yeah. I don't know, you hold it so meditatively. So it just really... Uh, <laughs> called to me because that's something I love to do <laughs> yeah I um I mean the the getting to like to play the pedal steel is just kind of seemed like pretty natural I, I played guitar for forever and I think ever since I was like 12 at there was a time when I lived in LA and uh, I wasn't really playing music I played a little bit of bass in a band it was kind of like an electronic band kind of thing it just kind of like I was kind of getting a little bit far away from like my roots of being a little bit more of like, you know, kind of grew up playing a lot more Americana guitar, stuff like that. And it was just kind of a, it was a weird conscious decision, but it seemed really natural. I, I, I just always loved the pedal steel guitar and I was getting a lot more into like country music and like um, kind of like that space country sound. Like my, my big thing yeah. was like Sweetheart of the Rodeo from the Birds. It's just like, there's pedal steel all over it. And I was like, I want to learn how to play this solo. Essentially, there's a song called You Ain't Going Nowhere, which it just starts off with a pedal steel kind of riff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to learn how to play that. And so yeah. I kind of like was researching like, all right, well, well, it's a pedal steel. And like trying to figure out like how, like I, I didn't know the first thing about getting pedal steel. And it was kind of one of those things where I was like looking at forums or like, well, you have to make sure it's a good one or else it could break or it's not going to sound as good or all these different things. And I, I did a little bit of research on like where I could find some pedal steels. And cause at that point I'd, I'd actually, I don't think I'd ever played one or had seen one being played. Like it was very, like I'd seen lap steels, but I don't think I properly saw a pedal steel. And, mm. um, I did some research and there was this guy um, in a shop or in a shop at, in Oceanside and it's called Steel Guitars in North County. And I just drove down there one day and I spent like three or four hours in his shop and he just builds pedal steels and, and wow. repairs pedal steels. And just, it's kind of like a, like a, like a two, like a, like a double bungalow kind of thing. It's just full of pedal steels and pedal steel parts and all that stuff. And so I just kind of hung out there for about three hours and I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to learn this, I have to get a pedal steel. And if I get a pedal steel, that's going to force me to learn it. Cause that's kind of like who I am. Like I enjoy practicing, but I just have to, it has to be there. Um, and so I, I bought a pedal steel and it's the same one that I've had. Um, and it was kind of like, um, it was a conscious 30th, like I was turning 30 and um, I bought it for myself. It was, for Christmas or, or New Year's or however, it was kind of like a fresh thing. And I was, you know, right. I was living in LA and I was like, all right, I'm going to move back to Long Beach. I'm going to learn the pedal steel guitar. I'm going to get back into the music scene. And that was kind of a very conscious, like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do now. And, and you should just do it. So I just did it. Beautiful. Well, it was definitely a bridge. And then to share with listeners how came to be a part of Manuel the band as far as uh, a feature in there because it's <laughs> really magical to see it you guys do really a magical thing all together yeah I mean with I mean people for people that don't know that band it's it's this kind of big kind of jam band pop thing but it has um it has drums bass uh rhythm and slash lead guitar me on pedal steel um a horn section of two people but uh, Matt Kalen, he plays 
tenor sax and baritone sax. They kind of see switches off. And then Richard Fernandez plays uh, trombone and trumpet, they kind of switching off. And so like my role in a band like that is kind of like a keyboard. Like you would see that in like in bigger bands like that. It's generally there'll be like someone playing a keyboard. So it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like an auxiliary thing. Um, but it, yeah. it works really well. Um, and it's a lot of fun. And and to be honest, I don't really remember how it all happened. I, I knew Manuel from like a long, long time ago. So I played on one of his songs when I was when I went to Musicians Institute because my roommate at the time they were in a band, and I think that must have been 2010. And then, and so I'd, I'd known Manuel from that, played some guitar on that, and um, hadn't talked to him in a long time. And and then I'd, I'd, I'd started playing in a bunch of different bands, and and he had you know split up with his band and he was looking to kind of do a new thing. And uh, I went to Long Beach City College for a minute and I, I was in a class with Brandon, uh, the drummer. And it must have been somewhere in there. We just had a practice and it was like, all right, this is a lot of fun. You know, it's kind of like it allows everyone to kind of play differently, but to their strengths. Like I can fill up a lot of space. Manuel can focus mostly on, on rhythm and vocals um, and so I kind of like, I kind of switched between like lead guitar style and pedal steel and like the piano organ kind of long tone kind of thing. Right. Um, and then it's just kind of slowly developed from there with, I think Richard was around the same time that I joined. We kind of like started playing with Richard trombone and, and we had a different bass player and, and Matt joined and yeah. So it's, it's been, I don't know, it's been a lot of fun. A little evolution. Yeah. And how have you integrated it into your own music? I just saw today the, the kind of interesting you, you you did with Manuel and a young an artist from here. I'm escaping her name. Celine. Celia. Um, you guys did You're the One, uh, a cover yeah, with a violin. Was, um, yeah, that was with uh, Chelsea. Chelsea Rose. Chelsea, Chelsea. Um, okay. Yeah, she goes by the artist named Crosive. Um, which is like C and then Rose and then I don't know anyway but yeah she's great and um, that was kind of like that that whole kind of thing is is so basically when I moved back to Long Beach and, and I've been in kind of the music business for a while uh, me and my girlfriend Alessandra Nicewanger we kind of like had this dream of this thing called Monte Bray Records so it's like a record label slash you know how like because my whole thing is like when I moved from Long Beach in 2010 to live up in LA. Like I, it was really hard cause I love like the Long Beach music scene. And, right. uh, but it was just kind of one of those things. And so when I came back, I was like, well, like, and so I got a little bit of that like LA hustle, you know? And like, yeah. but even though I was kind of burnt out it was still like everyone there is grinding and, and like working so hard. It's like, it, you know, it helps it. It helps like inspire you. And so I was, when I was, when I came back here, I was like, all right, I'm going to start this record label, which is going to be, you know, not necessarily a record label. It's kind of like, I just wanted to like basically help bands, musicians, you know, artists or whatever kind of, you know, any kind of field, any kind of genre, like how do they take their music more seriously and, and kind of um, help in any way that I could and just like general management skills and, and just um, knowing kind of, I mean, a big thing is like artists don't necessarily know how they're getting paid. And so just yeah. kind of explaining a lot of those things, especially like performance rights or like, you know, how do you get a song in a movie or some, something like that? You know, like those are the kind of things. It's not just the show. Um, and so with Monte Bear Records, it's kind of like when, when, when you kind of see like different bands getting big, it's not necessarily one band that like gets big it's it's kind of like a scene there might be like one really famous band but underneath mm. that there's always like a bunch of bands that might even be their openers they're just like a right. scene so the idea would be to kind of like help with the long beach scene and create something and and really with that uh came you know hey like if we kind of put together people to record together you know, maybe that'll help spark some creativity. Like we just kind of, mm. and, and working with Manuel has been great because we've been able to do that a few times. We, uh, we did some, um, 
like acoustic sessions with a, an artist named Mike Moody. And then this last one with the violin and, and Chelsea was, um, that was like the next evolution. And then uh, September 13th, we got some dates at Jazz Cats and, and probably going to do another quartet kind of thing like that. But, but really it's just kind of like, it's getting, it's just trying to like, just keep moving, you know, like keep like, yeah. keep kind of pushing yourself to just do the next thing. And um, especially nowadays, it's like video and, and good audio is like a must. So we just kind of get yeah. our crew and, and we just go yeah. there and just try to do something that might be cool. Beautiful. And share a little bit more about that keeping things going because music, obviously jumping into LA and working the hustle there. And now we've had this brew high called the brouhaha on planet earth and coming out, it's like a new frontier <laughs> with music. If you could share just the, how important it is to keep that momentum going and building like fan base and all of that good stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, it, it's, it's complicated because I think every artist is different, but kind of what, what I've seen and just what I've experienced in life is like, you know, when I first started playing, it was like, we all pulled our money together. We made an album. It took a year to make the album. You'd already played the songs to death. It takes another year to like pull our money together to make, you know, CDs or something. The next thing you know, it's like two years down the line and you haven't really done anything. You haven't released anything. It's like, it's tiresome. Um, And so the whole idea is just like, as a band is to get these like little wins that keep you moving forward. Um, and so the, the idea, the idea there is like, all right, you just, you put something in the calendar for like two months down the road, you get it done. You try not to be too precious with it. Like it might not like every recording is not going to be the best. Every show is probably not going to be the best. Um, but you try your best, you try your best to do it. And yeah. And, and just not be so precious where you kind of lose the momentum. Cause a lot of times, especially with bands, it's like, they're tough. It's tough. Like it's a tough relationship with a bunch of different people, right? And your whole band, you know, sit in our band, it's six people. And then yeah. like, then you add like, you know, different elements or different things. So, but the whole thing is just like, all right, if we can just keep going, keep moving forward and keep the momentum, it's, it's like, you're kind of like, a bunch of wheels in a machine like or cog like i don't want to say cogs in the machine because that kind of sounds bad but like you know maybe you have like your pr is like a cog and then your live show is a cog and your writing is yeah. a cog you know and like if one of them spinning but not the other ones then it's still like a jam so you kind of have to get them all moving simultaneously yeah. without burning yourself out um because then that's kind of how you can build some momentum and um and also like I think a lot of the thing about being an artist is like, is the, when it's all said and done, that's when it's, that's when it's done. You know, it's like, you don't want to be too precious with songs or releases or the, or trying different things. It's a lot of the times it's like the person who tries the most things and finds what they like, or maybe it's the right people or, or maybe it's, you know, the right band member. So it's just like, you just keep moving forward. And my whole thing is like, I, I have like a weird kind of view on life, but my whole thing is just like, you know, what else are we going to do? Like, we might as well just do this because this is great. You know, yeah. like, it's going to be really hard to like not do this kind of thing. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it's just putting as much effort as you can um, and and making sure you kind of have, you're moving all those different wheels to, to kind of move forward. Mm. And how do you see things differently now? Like I said, as we're reemerging and people like this summer, I would say is the first kind of summer and spring where people are out actively playing uh, yeah. festivals and stuff. How does that feel? Um, I mean, for us, it feels great because we've been able to like, we've been able to play like the shows that, you know, are, are mostly outdoor kind of things. And, and for us, like, we, we really need like an energy, you know, a jam band playing to no one isn't that fun, but a jam band playing to a bunch of people and seeing people dance and like being able to have yeah. fun. Um, 
that's everything. So like, I, it's kind of interesting. Like I, in some ways I, I didn't mind a lot of the pandemic because I think naturally I'm like, I'm more like, I love being at home and, and all that stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, I was like really kind of hustling a lot. Um, and the band was playing a ton, you know, we were playing all the time. Um, but in terms of now, it's just like, people are just so much happier to see, you know, live music. Um, mm. You can really kind of tell that they, they've been missing it, that they're ready to, um, that they're ready to kind of see musicians again, which is something like, like I've noticed a lot more like, you know, weddings and things like that. It's not necessarily a DJ. They're like, you know, like, forget it. Like, like, let's just hire a band and have fun, you know? Yeah. And being able to, to play music with your friends and have fun is like, and, and, and encourage other people to have fun. Cause you know, it's like, you're, that's part of the job too, is like, yeah, job is to make you have fun. Um, so it's just been great. I mean, I, I, you know, for me, like the type type of person I am, it's like, if I could play every day, I would, it sounds, it's awesome. Um, you know, the whole setup and lugging stuff to the venue and stuff, that's tough, but the time you get to play is, is really awesome. Yeah. It's well worth it. And share a little bit about, you know, we've gone through this digital age where people can do a lot of crafty things on the computer. Um, so share the, 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 the sweet spot in, in live music and how well you can do certain things on recorded music and stream them, you know, just the depth that can be received by the audience and that you guys can reach together in a live venue. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent against um, like pre-recorded music or samples and stuff. I, th- I think there's, there's always a good balance because sometimes, um, you know, we just kind of started in- incorporating a sample machine into, uh, into Manuel, the band uh, set. And it's been a lot of fun um, because yeah. there's just certain things, you know, maybe, maybe you want something to have crazy like delay or reverb or something and it's just right. work out. Um, but um I, I think the spontaneity of things you know of like you know you're taking like a solo and then you kind of like and then I'll, I always kind of like look out while I'm playing to find the people that have the reaction and play to them and like trying to yeah. trying to get reactions out of people like a lot of the times it's like trying to get a reaction out of your bandmates to like push them to do something or like playing with time a little bit or playing with like the especially with the pedal steel, like playing, like playing with like the pitch, you know, cause it's like, mm. there's no frets. It can kind of like, you can kind of move it over or move it down or sharp or flat. Um, but I think, um, you know, I, I just, I always loved live bands. Um, and I think that people really respond to other people having a great time. Mm. Um, and and if you're having a great time with the band it just translates and i don't know sometimes like people like it's i don't know it's like a responsibility like i don't know if this is going to go kind of way out there but it's it's kind of responsibility of the band to like make sure that everyone's going to have a great time and to kind of give someone like an authentic experience you know i don't want to think it's like not every show is like you know burning man but like there is a hint of that in a kind of any kind of show, you know? Right. So like, um, so we just try to make people have fun and, and, and just, and also like take risks, you know, like as long as like, for me, it's like, as long as I'm practicing, like I practice like all the time at home, the pedal steel, and I'm always trying to like figure out different things. But once you're like playing, it's just like whatever's in the moment, you know, like, if there's some crazy fireworks going on or something, you're going to play different that show than if it's like right. a show at a restaurant, you know, kind yeah. of, like, you know, and, and, and the same with that. And it's just like super spontaneous. It's like in, in the band, we're all like really big jazz fans. So everyone's trying to like do some different improvisation. Um, mm. I don't know if this is answering any of those questions. Absolutely. <laughs> questions, no. Like, yeah. No, it's beautiful. Cause I, I think for a while, um, some of that had been lost a little bit, you know, and I see like my, some of the younger generations really wanting to hark 
harken back to like live real band music. So I think that's why there's the, the desire for it versus, and there, it, like you said, there is an art to even performance. Like when I used to tour with a certain band that's pretty well known, they would like mix, they would have a DJ on stage with them because it was a high dance performance. And then they would blend in some of that stuff that they could only achieve in the studio like post-production typically. So th yeah. that's a mastery too, right? You know, it's all. Oh yeah, like, definitely. Uh, it's a whole nother skill, which is like, you yeah. got to be really good at computers and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the DJ God up there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> mix, yeah mix it in. Um, can you share how with the, for you, like with your own music, where has it taken you, um, as of late, you know, especially having the incubation time during uh, yeah. COVID. Um, I mean, for me, it's like, it's mostly kind of like trying to like harness my ADD or, or ADHD or, or whatever it is. It's like, you get really like, like one day, like I'll be like really into jazz and like really want to listen to that. Or the next day it's like, it's like straight up like country stuff. like. Like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to like learn a bunch of country gig stuff or, or like, or the next day it's like, you know, sometimes practicing can kind of feel like classical music a little bit. You're just like practicing scales and arpeggios or and all that stuff. So you're trying to like, how do you make that fun? Um, but my, I mean, my musical taste is like when I'm at home, like playing guitar, like my favorite musician, my favorite music is like the Beatles, Elliot Smith, Neil Young, um, anything you can do with like an acoustic guitar kind of thing, like very like back to that kind of stuff, Grand yeah. Parsons, things like that. Like that's the stuff that I love. Um, and maybe like Willie Nelson, like things that resonate a lot, like especially are the lyrics and like their turn of phrases and, and things that kind of make you feel a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um I think that's probably the biggest thing is like like finding music that makes you feel a certain way um mm -hmm. and kind of figuring out oh what's going on there you know um and then with the pedal steel it's kind of like a lot of it is like for me with the pedal steel is just learning learning different like solos and like lead lines and especially vocal melodies um and just at least like trying to like learn as much as you know you, you for, sometimes you forget it sometimes you don't like sometimes things yeah. sometimes they don't or sometimes they like translate well into like into the everyday thing but um like with the pedal steel at least it's like trying to find different harmony and, and different things to like that'll kind of make my bandmates kind of like have a reaction like laugh or smile you know like if they have like yeah. the right, like if it's the, like you know it's like the right chord or something you know it can really kind of um kind of kind of change kind of how like the context of a melody or something um but yeah a lot of um oh man i was gonna think of something like a lot of a lot of the pedal steel is like it's on top of things you know um right if that makes sense like like when I'm playing big chords, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a foundation. It's kind of a thing, but like, you know, maybe you have like the drums and the bass, they're kind of the foundation and you have like guitar and then you have like the horns. Cause the horns, when they're playing, like they're, you know, it's, it's horn time, you know, it's like, these yeah. are parts, you know? it's very much like, you know, they're not doing pads or background for the most part. And then me, yeah. I'm kind of like floating around. I kind of like, I kind of, I go a lot with like the vocal melody, like if the vocal melody starts going up, I kind of try to harmonize with that. Um, and luckily I'm in a band that, you know, just, there's no restrictions, you know, everyone's always just like, try to play as free as possible. So if in the moment you think that like, hey, like what would sound great here is just something up there high and, or whatever, and then you go up or, or maybe it's something low, or maybe it's like, you know, like, can it sound a little bit more like electric guitar? Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, my, yeah, my musical journey is I love playing guitar. I love playing pedal steel. 
Um, I still learn most things on guitar. Like that just seems that mm. more natural to me. Um, yeah. I've been learning to sing a lot more, which has been great. So just oh, like yeah. being at home and, and singing, which is like, you know, it's like the guitar is maybe like here in expression, pedal steel is very expressive, but vocals is like, you know, that's like a yeah. pop thing. Um, and so that's been a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. I just love learning songs, you know? Just yeah, beautiful. As songs as possible. And if you can share with your, it's an active record label, right? Here, you guys still have it going? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Your Monte um, Break. Yeah. If you can share about that, but also about uh, the Long Beach music scene, because it's it's quite, I, I think, quite sweet. You know, there's a lot of creativity here. Yeah. In, in an authentic, authentic way, as you used the word earlier. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Monte Bray. I mean, it's it's a weird name, I know, but it's it's a it's a mountain in Switzerland where my great grandfather mm. was from. Is a mountain called uh, Monte Bray or Mount Bray, um, which is right outside of Lugano. Um, so it's kind of on the Italian side, and um, it's kind of an homage to that. And um, basically, we just right now it's mostly a vehicle for like me and like Ali and like our like immediate friends. You know, it's like you know I'm always down to help like as much you know as much as I can. You know, a lot of the things yeah. with like record labels, it's it's like you know a lot of people are like, should I join a record label? It's like, well, you know, it's like if they can help you do things that you can't do on your own, then then sure. Like if it's the right fit or, or whatever. And, and for us, it's like, we just want to like help our friends because all my friends are artists, you know, it's just kind of like, just kind of like, it's just what happens. Um, and, and as far as, as you know, that kind of ties in with Long Beach is like, there's so much great music. Um, there's so many people doing, um, great things and, and like really great songwriters and great musicians like there's a weird kind of like long beach is a great spot where like there's like there's people that are self-taught and then with cal state long beach there's like really great musicians that go from there so it's kind of like this weird melding like point of, of different artists and as you grow older it's like you see the need for like i mean that's kind of that's the community so it's like, right. if you're not helping your community, then it's like, it makes things worse. Like, I, I, I couldn't live somewhere else without, you know, some open mics and things like that, like people doing yeah. it. Well, and just, I mean, there's a lot of restaurants here that incorporate that into their offering. So it's like, you can have, you know, small spots that are live music or bigger, but then it's, it's definitely a culture here. I don't, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah, there's great like events too, you know, the downtown Long Beach and yeah. Association and, and uh, Second Street and there's different pockets and yeah, like and different like great venues that pop up. Like I just played the other day, the Long Beach Beer Lab and that was mm. a lot of fun. And I feel like there's a lot of those kind of venues kind of popping up, which maybe aren't necessarily for like full six piece bands, but they're perfect for like, you know, your duo or your trio right. kind of like yeah. you know, um, places like Ficklewood would be something like that, where it's just like, it's just a nice spot where anyone can go and, and, you know, and you can perform because that's like a really big thing is just having places to perform. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Which makes artists really learn a lot about themselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, describe a little bit, cause you mentioned it earlier uh, about, you know, playing, it's more fun to play to someone versus no one. Uh, but if you can share a little bit on the craft of maybe you're at a venue where people are more engaged, the music is in the background versus the foreground. Um, how could you give the music musicians listening some guidance on how to engage or still provide where it might catch people's attention? Because you guys play, you even play at certain things where people might be you know, out in, in Naples, I think you guys played just last week or the other week, you know, where people are picnicking yeah. and doing things. So share a little bit about that art form where, you know, to help educate the musicians listening. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, well, especially with Manuel, 
um, we play a lot like, you know, three hour restaurant gigs where you're not necessarily like, it's not a show. Like you're just kind of background music and, and all that kind of has its place. I think it's, it's a little bit different. Like I probably have a different um, take on it than maybe like a singer would um, because generally when you're singing, you know, like the focus is on you and like pedal steel, I'm, I'm really much like I'm kind of help. I'm more of a support kind of unit. Um, right. all that kind of, you know, when you're playing pedal steel, like you hear pedal steel, like it's not like a bass or something. Um, but it's, um, it's very much supportive, but I, I mean, I even love those gigs cause, um, you know, they, they allow you a certain, even if no one's listening, like a, like you can always find someone listening. Like if you look out and kind of make some con- eye contact and kind of like, you know, sometimes play to different people. I, I know that sounds kind of weird, but like, you know, you'll see people in the crowd or eating dinner and maybe like some, a lot of it's like about like communication, you know, like you see like, all right, over that, that table, like they're clearly on a first date, like maybe play a, a cool love song and see if they react. Or like you look around and it's like, oh, like this is an old couple. Maybe I have like an older tune and see like, kind of see what, what reacts or like, or, um, or, or, or see how different people react to different tunes. That's always really fun to me. Um, uh, but even if they're not reacting at all, um, and you're clearly background, it's, you know, getting paid to practice and to work on different things and to take risks, like, that's great, you know, because, you know, you would be doing that at home anyways. Um, And so for me, a lot of times in those kind of gigs, it's like, it's a, it's a time to take some extended solos and, and, and just try things that you you normally wouldn't try or or try. um, That's kind of when it's, when you kind of go back to your, like your bag of tricks, I guess. And like, and play something that you've been practicing you know um, yeah or something that um it's also like I also love those those gigs because you play stuff that you wouldn't play like <laughs> we like when we play those gigs like I'll I'll end up playing like like we'll play like Robin or something where it's like you turn like a super dancey pop number into like a more sad kind of like different mm. thing and, and it allows you to like find the cool qualities and songs you normally wouldn't play and and you kind of like although you have to take it seriously because you're like providing a service and everything and you, and you want it to sound really great you kind of have to have fun with it you know like mm. if you're like a singer songwriter and you're playing just a bunch of really like um, my friend calls it sad boy music and you're just yeah. making everyone sad, like, you know, that's okay. Like, I, I, I relate to that, but like, yeah. but you don't necessarily want to do that. You want to try different things. You might make a, you might turn like, you know, a happy tune. Like, I don't know, like, you could even say like Britney Spears or something, and, and put it mm-hmm. in that context and and play things that are outside of your comfort zone and, and learn what makes those songs cool. And and you kind of see patterns in like in music like that. You'll see like oh, like all these songs use this kind of very similar chord structure. Like what's going on with that? You know, just, just think a lot of, yeah. A lot of those gigs are just playing as much different music as possible, seeing what people like, um, trying to connect with people. You know, I'm I'm always just trying to like talk to Mm -hmm. someone. I I mean, it's, it's a different thing when you play the pedal steel, right? There's like, I was, when we're playing like Manuel the band, it's like, all right, all the girls are talking to the lead singer. All the drummers <laughs> are talking to the drummer. Like all the weird, like old, like older, like hippie dudes are talking to me because they want to tell me like when they heard the pedal seal before, you know, like yeah, like find, like find your crowd, you know, it's cool. Like everyone, yeah. like yeah, it's just, you know, everyone. Most people are really cool, you know. You just gotta like find it. Yeah, beautiful. Well, you're the observer too because you're you're in this like I don't know Yoda zone. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm I'm like kind of like stationary and just hanging out (laughs) yeah it's awesome um so to close out can you share where 
what you have up and coming for this. I know you did some solo music. Um, are you going to be doing some more um, or what's up and coming for you with um, or without the band? <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just playing as much different things as possible. I mean, with Manuel, the band, we're playing all the time. Um, and that's kind of like the main band. And I think our next uh, probably, you know, big full band show is going to be September 17th at the Hyatt um, mm -hmm. in Huntington Beach. Um, but I'm also playing on the third and fourth uh, Memorial Day weekend, a thing called Idlewild Honky Tonk um, with a great uh, country artist, Francesca Brown. And um, I'm just trying to play as much as possible, playing a bunch of different things. I'm playing bass and my friend uh, Heather, her, her, her um, artist name is Juna Time. She's got this really great like 80s synth throwback playing uh, mm. her Friday the 25th of August at the Bamboo Club. And, right. and really like music is a full-time gig. So I'm just trying to find as many different gigs, play as much different type of music meet as many cool people and friends. Cause like, you know, just trying to help people make, um, make more music. Allie, uh, my girlfriend, Alessandra Nyswanger, she just recorded kind of like this basic, like the bass tracks for like, um, like drums, bass, guitar and stuff for her next record. So probably in the next mm. couple of months, um, put more pedal steel on it, trying to, trying to just hustle and play as much as possible and, and practice. And yeah playing all the time you know it's like it's weird it's like I can have like a day off and be okay but more than yeah. like two days I'm like what the hell am I doing like let's go and play yeah. somewhere you know like it's fun yeah that's awesome uh so networking is good for musicians if you can close out on that note is uh because sometimes people don't want to do that they have their core band but can you just share the value of sometimes collaborating and reaching out beyond your nucleus that you're setting up for yourself? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think, I mean, especially in this business, it's like, it's super rare. And although it's like amazing, it's like, it's super rare that your friends, you know, when you're starting a band, that that's going to be your only band, you know, like, like that really doesn't right. happen. Like it's, a lot of it is, is like you, you kind of catch people in little pockets of their life because everyone's living their own life and everyone's got a, a different path. So a lot of my thing is like, and this goes back to like recording everything is, is um, do as much as you can while you can do it. Cause you never know, you know, someone's going to move or someone, you know, you know, God forbid if they pass away or anything, you know, it's like everyone's on a different journey. So if you're having a good time playing with someone, record it. You know, yeah. um, and, and networking. So networking is like, I mean, most people are, especially musicians, they're, they have a lot more in common and they're a lot mellower um, than you probably think they are and, and are willing to help you a lot more yeah. than, than you probably think so. And, and just, you know, feel free to like email, phone call, text message, Instagram, um you know all those things it's like and if they don't respond you know hit, hit them back later like sometimes like that's true always always follow <laughs> up like you know like the world moves quickly um you know if someone doesn't get back to your email you know it could just be that they're they just played a show and they're on the bus going home and they don't have internet right you know and it's yeah. like and by the time they find it you know or they're on a plane and and they don't see it or it went to spam and, and just like trying to meet as many different people as possible. And like my favorite stuff when it comes to like touring, like touring and all that stuff is great. And, and you get to play some cool shows or you get to meet people. But like the best thing for me is like when you're in the car or the bus or whatever you're in and, and it's like that late night drive that is always going to yeah. happen. And everyone's like, all right, let me show you the new thing that I'm listening to. Or let right. me show you a song that you'll love. Like, mm. you can always connect with other musicians on other music. Like, yeah. and, and that's, that's my favorite, that's my favorite part. And so playing with other people, they'll always bring a little flair. And so 
really it's like to me it's like play with as many different people and especially if you if you just if you like that person or maybe they're not a good musician or or like or they're not like the type of musician that you would normally play with but if if they're like cool person and Mm. like and if you can kind of get beyond that like um you kind of get beyond um like just simply music and you kind of like you, you kind of start using music as a vehicle of, as, of your right. friendship. Um, that, I don't know, that, that's just like, you know, that's a bond for life. And, yeah. and you'll, you'll grow and you'll, you know, you'll have a good time. And, and yeah, and just playing with as many people just introduces you to so many different new things and, and just makes you better. You know, like if you're just playing in your room all day, like you might be really <laughs> great and you might be like, amazing on Instagram or something, but you got to develop those, those social skills and, and learn to have some, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Yeah. (laughs) You never know what's going to happen in the chemistry, you know, what happens between one to many musicians uh, can surprise people if they experiment. So. Yeah, definitely. And, And sometimes it's like, embrace like the tension you know it doesn't necessarily mean that like you have to like live in it but like say you're having some like clashes with like I don't know the mm-hmm. other singer of the in the band or whatever like sometimes realize that sometimes tension is a good thing and yeah. sometimes like and that can create some really great things and just kind of be okay with where it goes and and mm-hmm. you know and be okay with it and like you know don't like you know don't like drain yourself or like make it worse, but like, you know, a band is a relationship with a bunch of different people and it's going to be crazy. And you got to be, you got to be as honest with your bandmates as you are with yourself. And so you got to, you got to do that. And if you're having a a hard time with someone and and you got to like, all right, did like something like, let's work this out, you know, like how do we do this, you know, Or, or else the music suffers or, or sometimes it makes it better. You know, there's, there's always those bands that you hear. It's like, despite their like inner turmoil, turmoil, like the, the whole music is better or maybe it's worse or, you know, it's just try as much as you can while you can do it. Yeah. Oh, beautifully said. (laughs) Well, George, I appreciate you being here. I am really excited uh, to one, see you guys live. I'll have to make the Hyatt one that I haven't seen you guys live in a while. Um, and I still want to bring you in studio or get in studio with you to do some more uh, meditative stuff. <laughs> that was oh, my seed inspiration. Like I want to do some voice overtones with that. Uh, your gift. Yeah. Takes me. In. Sure. Super so down. if you can share with the listeners, uh, I'll put all the links below, but where's the best place for them to find you, connect, collaborate, create. Yeah. I mean, I think, probably the, the easiest thing or the, or the best thing is just Instagram, you know, like I kind of use that as, as my creative output. That's not, you know, Manuel, the band or, or yep. like Bray. it's just like Instagram, like that's me. It's just me in my pocket, you know, like on the phone. Yep. Um, Perfect. so yeah, that's, I mean, it's literally connected to me. So <laughs> I like it. Way. I've never heard that. Me in my pocket. So that's yeah, perfect. it's just it's there. <laughs> um so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just always yeah, I'm just playing and and anytime I'm playing, you know, if like you know, if, if you want to say hi, say hi. You know, I'm always yeah. around. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate after your full day you taking the time and enjoy rehearsal tonight. Yeah. And yeah, you have a beautiful day. All right, thank you so much. Take it easy. Thank you. Ciao. Once again, I want to thank George for being here today and for all of you listening in. As inspired, support the arts, support Manuel, the band, and all the great work George is involved in. We're going to close out with two of Manuel, the band's song, Hearing Love Songs, and Hell Yeah Every Day. Until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply.
I'd say 